MVP week continues. This time, we're going to look at the case of the great Asia Wilson, Matthew Walter, who covers her for the next this year. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi there and happy Thursday to you. I'm Howard Megdahl, host of Locked On Women's Basketball. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Over a hundred thousand of you showed up in August alone and we're going to break that record again in September. So thank you for showing up for us like we show up for you six times a week. It is of course not just me but an incredible team effort across the board at thenexthoops.com. Over at The Next we have over a hundred reported pieces on women's basketball every month. We have a beat reporter for each of the 12 WNBA teams. Subscribe to support this kind of work at thenexthoops.com. $9 a month, $72 a year. Make sure you're doing it. Make sure you're helping us to continue to build the women's basketball newsroom of all of our dreams. And somebody who has been a critical part of that work, both on the collegiate side, on the pro side, covering the Las Vegas Aces, is Matthew Walter. Matthew joins us for what's been a really fun week, MVP week. We talked about Brianna Stewart with Liberty uh, Beat reporter Jackie Powell on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Alyssa Thomas of the Connecticut Sun with Jacqueline LeBlanc, who covers the Sun for us over at the next. Matthew, you're here going last, offering rebuttal. And I guess when we think about it, we talked a little bit about this offline. Give me the top line. We're going to talk stats in segment one, reporting in segment two. What's the top line for the Asia Wilson MVP case? I have mine. I'm wondering what yours is. Mine would be. She won MVP last year. She's been statistically better scoring the basketball. She's been more efficient, and she's doing it playing less than minutes than any, the other, anybody else in terms of the candidates. The other two candidates are playing the second and fourth most minutes a game. She plays the 24th minutes a game. So to do all that she does, to be third in scoring, lead, be second in rebounding, lead the league in free throws attempted, be the most efficient player all while only playing 30.8 minutes a game, just shows that she's really – trying to establish, you know, her, she's like, this is me. I'm going to do me. I'm going to get to my spots. I'm going to be aggressive because last year, you know, maybe was a little bit of a feeling out period with a new coach. And this year she's really hungry and really just trying to go out there and establish herself. You know, it's funny. And again, I think we just got to talk about this off the top. When you look at what Asia Wilson has already done within her career. So she turned 27 a month ago. And even that for somebody who's covered her since she was, uh, back at South Carolina is a hard thing for me to fathom that she's been around that long, but it's really not that long considering what she's done with a championship on her resume with two MVPs on the resume, along with an NCAA title as well, a literal statue of her built at South Carolina and rightly so. And so I use all that as context because it's worth noting that by most measurements, this is the best season of her career so far. Not only is it the longest season from a WNBA perspective, and yet we're seeing her efficiency continue. And again, her efficiency to me 
is the biggest thing. The fact that she's number one on a scattering report that, yes, has a lot of, let's say, 1A, 1B, 1C when it comes to the Las Vegas Aces, who have just crazy talent, especially in that starting five. But she is still managing to do whatever it is she decides to do on the court. And so, I, you know, I go back and look that number one number for me that jumps out. She had a 58.5 true shooting percentage last year in her second MVP season, a 54.6 true shooting percentage in her first one back in 2020. It's 61.8% true shooting percentage so far this year. It just boggles the mind when you think about the sheer amount of effort that she's had to put into getting to her spots on the floor. Yeah. And it's funny because I looked at sort of where she was getting her shots from and we know she loves to catch the ball at the elbow and she wants to go left, right? She's left, left, left. And she loves that little pull up jump shot, that one dribble, shoot it in the paint, not around the rim jumper. She's taken more of those this year than she did last year. And she's shooting an even higher percentage on those shots. And she's taken more shots in that space than anybody else. And she's almost doubled the number of makes in that spot than the next person in terms of total makes. And she's shooting, I think it's like 55% from that spot. And that is not an easy spot where you're taking a a somewhat mid-range jumper in the paint. And she's just getting to that spot. Like she just, you know, she loves that point. She loves getting there and she's doing it all the time, consistently, every single time she's getting to that spot and she's knocking that shot down, something she said she worked on a lot in the offseason. And to take those, because those are not like super efficient shots, right? She's obviously getting to the basket because she's a super efficient player, but she doesn't take threes. So like, you know, when you talk about efficient offense, it's in the key and it's threes. She's sort of taking some mid-range jumpers. She's taking this little pull-up in the paint. It's not super efficient, but she's made it efficient. Shooting 55%, which is a career high. Her career high before this was last year at 50.1%. So she's increased her shooting percentage, her career best to 55% for a girl that like, again, she gets a lot of points around the basket, but she also is taking a lot of mid range and sort of just inside the paint shots. And she's getting to the free throw line, right? She's super, she's tough. So she also is getting those and ones leads the league in and ones with 31. So she's just finding her spots and she's getting to them with authority. It's amazing. And it is getting better as the season has gone on. In other words, when you think about, and this is a different conversation altogether, but we both, I think, have concerns about the workload of the starters in Las Vegas. And you head down the stretch and, you know, that's something that I'm keeping a very close eye on specifically. And then look at what has that meant functionally for her down the stretch? Well, look at the last three games. So against New York, I had the privilege of seeing that in person on August 28th against a team that had done a pretty good job earlier in the month in limiting her. She not only scored 23, she did it on 10 of 16 shooting. She was a factor at both ends and we'll get into the defensive side of it a little bit later. She went and put up 26 on 14 shots against Washington and then 30 on 12 of 21 shooting against Seattle. There's no indication of any kind of tiring. Now, Asia will tell you, and I, I, I asked her about it, that she values her sleep, and sleeping is very critical to her staying healthy. I can just tell you that um, when I get good sleep, I'm not that efficient from the floor. So I think there's a little more to it. What do you think accounts for her ability to be able to find this next level offensively? I think Asia just truly wants to be great, right? You ask her, like, what are you striving for? You've got a championship now. She's like, I just want to put 
this team, this Aces team, up there with all the great teams, yeah. with the you know the sparks of the early the early to mid two thousands, right? And the Houston Comets that first sort of started coming into the league. And I think she just wants to prove that this is a group that's as good of those teams, right? As those dynasties. She's trying to make a dynasty. And the other thing to me that's so impressive with Asia is I looked at it and she has 71% of her games. She scored 20 or more. Hmm. Like how many players, and she's had two single digit games the whole year. Consistency. She's incredibly consistent. There's no roller coaster with her, right? She's going to put up almost the same numbers every single night. You're going to probably get something like 20 points from her and you're probably going to get something like eight to 10 rebounds. And it's happening all the time. Consistency with her has been incredible this year. It's very rare that I sit there and I go, this was a bad Asia Wilson game. Right. It's very rare. And like, sometimes you go, I don't feel like I saw her all that much. And she ends up with, you know, 20 and seven and you go, well, cause that's cause who she is. She just finds her way to get what she needs to get and do what she needs to do to help the aces win. And that's all she cares about. Right. And that's what a lot of these players on this team care about. But for her, you know, as long as she does what she needs to do and the team gets the win, I don't think she would care if she had 15 and five, she just is that kind of person. And that's the kind of group they have. She just happens to be someone who can find a way when she needs to, to get to the spots and get her her points when she understands it's my time. And I think this year you've seen that a little bit more where I, she is starting to go, okay, I'm a star. I need to sometimes get touches. Like sometimes when things are going well, I need to touch the basketball so that we can get something good. It is historic what she is doing. And and again, we have mostly been talking offense, but after the break in segment two, we're going to get into the defensive side of the ball and the ways in which she continues to impact that as well. But first, want to talk to the people at home about FanDuel. And FanDuel has a couple of offers for the NFL. Now, that, that's the National Football League, for those of you who may not know. Um, and Matthew, this is interesting to me. I understand that Las Vegas has an entry in the National Football League. Is that correct? Yes. And I think the guy that owns that team also owns the Aces, but I, I may have to check that. Well, we'll have to look at that. Talk about synergy. And I don't mean the incredible site that gives us lots of stats. So get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book about the NFL. So there are two of them, right? The first one is you can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Again, five to get 200. Just ridiculous and an incredible offer. But then there's this other thing. If you bet $5, you can get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. They've decoupled NFL Sunday Ticket from DirecTV, which is where it was in the past. And so now you can just get it direct through YouTube, YouTube TV. It doesn't matter what your cable operator is, or even if you have a cable operator, and you can see all the games. So Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So as we turn our attention here in segment two to Asia Wilson's defense, I, I just want to point out top of the top of the line numbers, right? She is central to the, what statistically is the best defense by defensive rating in the WNBA in the same way that she is 
the number one scoring option and the number one scorer for a team that by offensive rating is the best in the WNBA. And, and, and I say that because there can be recency bias. We can look and, and, and definitely it is the case that when you look at how New York has played in August compared to how Las Vegas has played in August, there's uh, some changing of the way in which we think about the pecking order. But the MVP is for the entirety of the season. You know, I think that's an important distinction to make that the games that were played in May matter for this WNBA season just as much as the games that are played right now here in early September. And so that defensive contribution, which continues, you know, to this day, and again, as a rim protector, as a defensive rebounder, as you well know, Matthew, at ends possessions, that is an extremely important and under-discussed defensive tool. Asia Wilson is right there with the very best players in the entire league. I guess I'm just going to frame it by saying, where do you see her as ranking within the best just defensive players in this league? Well, she won defensive player of the year last year, so she's got to be in the top three, two, somewhere in that category. I mean, she, like you said, she leads the league in blocks. I asked Jackie Young what, what makes her different, and she says, because we know she's back there, we can pressure up on the ball out on the perimeter and trust that Asia's got our back in the paint. And I don't know how many times you see somebody, one of the guards, not get blown by but because they're bad defenders, but just because of situations or whatever, and Asia's there to clean it up. And I think Asia's had some pretty emphatic blocks this year. She's has a couple she sent into the stands. And I truly think she has figured out how to be a great defender. I don't think she came into the WNBA as like a, this amazing you know, stopper. I think she has grown into that role and she's talking about, right. If you had asked me when I was in college that I'd win defensive player of the year, I'd said you were on some, something that is not legal, right? Like it's just who she just didn't believe it. And she's just grown to become this incredible defender. Like you said, leads the lead in blocks, number two in rebounds, which for this aces team is super important, right? Cause without Candace Parker, Kia Stokes sometimes comes out and Alicia Clark plays the floor and they're small. Mm-hmm. And so Asia's got to go in there and battle, right? And other teams played two bigs, you know, one big that's bigger than her, or just the way lineups go. She has to go in there and battle, and she does it all the time. And like I said, she's got a bunch of double-doubles this year, 22 if I'm not mistaken. She's doing a great job of just doing what she needs to do. But, again, she has figured out how to guard. And I think she's figured out how to guard one through five, right? Because the Aces, they switch on defense a lot. They want to switch almost all their ball screen coverages, and Asia ends up – guarding perimeter players and has done a very good job of just containing them, right? When you get switched on to a perimeter player as a post, you don't have to stop them, but you just have to contain them enough to make them pass the ball and maybe get switched back onto a post. And she's gotten really good at using her length, using her athleticism to do that. And, and that has been, you know, another thing that's taken her defense to just another level. There's value in that too. You know, it's, it's so hard. And this is, listen, they may find me collapsed in heap at my desk as I try and navigate the three MVP candidates and figuring out where we go and what order we put them in. Because the truth of the matter is there's value numbers, but then there's stuff beyond the value numbers. And that's one of them. If you can play in such a way that Becky Hammond has the luxury of playing Alicia Clark at the four, that gives you all these other knock-on opportunities at both sides of the ball because of what AC is able to do without sacrificing rebounding, rim protecting in the process. And so I think there's a lot of different ways in which Asia Wilson benefits this team. I do think it's also worth noting, and it's very hard to quantify this, but it is unbelievably important. This is 
a person who has figured out how to lead her team. We saw her do it last year. We've seen her do it this year. And I'm curious what you hear, you know, from her teammates as well about the ways in which she is a voice for a team that, again, we have to point out, won the championship last year, as of right now, is the number one seed and certainly is among the favorites, if not the favorite, to repeat something that hasn't even been done in this league for 20 years. Yeah, and I think it starts with Asia, right? I asked her, I said, what's been the biggest difference for you this year than last year? And she goes, this year I'm trying to establish myself in this league. And I go, okay, well, what does that mean? And she goes, I want to be the top of everybody's scouting report. I want to be the person that everybody has to fear. Because last year I was just trying to figure it out. We had a new coach and was learning the system and was just sort of going with the flow. And this year I have been aggressive. This year I am trying to get to my spots. This year I am trying to become one. Like I'm trying to be the person, right? I'm trying to become somebody everybody wants to have to guard, somebody everybody has to fear. Not that she wasn't already, but she's trying to put that to another level this year. And like we see it again, she's being more aggressive on offense. She's been more efficient. And that's another thing too. I asked her, I said, you go to every press conference. First thing you look at a lot of the time is how well did I shoot as Asia Wilson? And she said, because I have a responsibility, right? I have a responsibility to my team to not only take shots, but to be efficient with my shots, right? We have a lot of mouths to feed. And so sometimes, you know, not everybody's going to have big nights, but when I take shots, I have to responsibility to my team to make those shots. Right. And and that's something that she's really harped on is just being efficient and being aggressive. And she doesn't even like taking that many shots, right? Like when she takes over 20 shots, she's like, I don't want to take, you know, I don't need to do that. And, and so when she does it, she's like, I have to score points. I have to make shots when I take a lot more shots. And one of the things that I heard from Becky Hammond, which I thought was really interesting, was her quote was, Asia is the easiest superstar. Like, you will not find a superstar that is like, she's just like, she's perfect is what Asia, uh, what Becky said about her. And it makes sense, right? She, like I said, she doesn't, you know, she isn't super, she's super team oriented. She wants everybody to succeed. She cares just about winning. She signed a contract extension in the middle of the season where she took less money than she could have at a max because she just likes it where she is. She doesn't really want to have to, you know, make a change. She's very comfortable in the situation she's in. She likes the playing in Las Vegas. And I don't think that's going to change. So I think for for her, she just she makes it very easy on the organization. She makes it very easy on her teammates. And she's just someone that everybody likes to be around. It's one of my favorite facts about Asia Wilson statistically as well is that she is 21st in WNBA history in block shots already, already having just turned 27. Um, but again, I think those two things are related. Like you talk about, she's doing what is necessary for her team. If she needs to rim protect more, she does it to your point about being willing to take more shots when she needs to. She's not taking more shots and a little bit more shots this year, but a disproportionate number of them are coming from three to 10 feet. She's taken 47.2% of her attempts from the field from three to 10 feet. Why is that significant? She's doing a lot of the work that Candace Parker would have done had Candace Parker not been injured. And so for Asia, it was very much an off season of figuring out where do we work together and then having to adjust once again. And she just seems to, it's not seamless. And there's so much work that goes into it but it feels seamless. So I want to get back to Asia in her own words from you right after this. So we're back. And Matthew, I want to talk about 
the way in which Asia has come to advocate for herself. And it's interesting to me that she finds it necessary to do so in the sense that this is such a clear and obvious, not just great career, but all-time great career. Like, you know, Asia's on a track where we're going to be talking about her among the very best in the history of the league. This is somebody who will resonate through the generations. If, if, if she finishes her career, anything like how she started, and then she'd retire tomorrow and be a Hall of Famer. But I'm talking about something different. I'm saying if she's two MVPs in a championship in here, having just turned 27 for the statue in a national championship at South Carolina, she's helped create a flagship program there with Dawn Staley and everything that's come after. If you have another decade like this, she's in that conversation for all time great forever, which I know, and she said this the night they won the championship last year to me, that that's the goal. That's where she's hoping to get to. How is she characterizing it to you when you're talking to her about thinking about the legacy right now? I, I think it goes back to like what I said is she's trying to establish herself because she's trying to be great. Like she's trying to be, a, you know, one of the greats, one of the, you know, Mount Rushmore's of the WNBA. And so for her, it's just, she has to, you know, not that she hadn't arrived, but now she's, she's trying to put herself on the map every single time that she steps on the floor, that every person who's guarding her, every person that's watching the game knows who she is. Mm-hmm. From every single aspect, when she's on the floor, every single eyeball should be on her because that is what she wants. That is what she's trying to do is make everybody watch her. And she's easily able to do that because, like I said, she's so likable. She's such a like a genuine human being. And she is like Becky said, she's just a super easy superstar to coach. She's a super easy superstar to like because of the way she acts, the, who she is as a human being. And I think she has really done a good job of just, you know, being who she is and understanding that, you know, it took time last year, but now she said, okay, we're, I, we're in it. I know what I am. I know who we are. Now I need to go out and consistently prove that I am who I am and that I'm ready to take the next step, right? I'm ready to be a superstar every single day. And that's where I think like I go back to the consistency point, right? Two single digit games all season. When you're that consistent, when you're having 71% of your games, 20 or more. And the part to me that I think also shows that she's taking that next level last year, she had one game over 30 this year, four games over 30, including I think her MVP moment, right? Is that 53 points against Atlanta, that she had, you know, tying the record for most points in a game. And that just continues to go to the point of she's proving that she's here. She's mm-hmm. proving that she's a superstar. And if you ask any of her teammates, they say, this is, she's here, right? She's ready. This is her moment. And she's going to continue to take every single opportunity that comes her way. And I think because she signed that contract extension, because she shows she wants to be in Las Vegas, it's only going to make it easier for her because I think she's sort of, you know, the central point of this franchise and that everybody else, especially in that core four wants to play with her. They want to play together and it's just going to allow her to continue to cement that legacy and continue to go up the all-time rankings just because she's going to continue to play with people at a high level consistently. I just, at, listen, the all-time greats, they have these things to motivate them to continue to go forward. You know, Diana Taurasi is always looking for that chip on her shoulder about anything minor you know, there's that f- famous, you know, meme from MJ uh, on the NBA side. And I took that personally. So I know there's that and it goes into it. But man, Asia doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. Asia Wilson doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. But I know she's going to keep on doing it because it's one of 
the things that mates are an all-time great. Yeah, she she is just wonderful for the aces, wonderful for this league. Like you said, immensely likable. It's hard for me to imagine a brand in America that wouldn't want to partner with her. And it is just has been a privilege to cover her for going back almost a decade now. Uh, I can't wait to see what is to come. Matthew Walter, we appreciate your insight into Asia Wilson to the listeners at home. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen every day. We'll continue to be with you. I do want to highlight briefly for you, there's a thing we do every Saturday uh, called WNBA in Retrospect, and it's a look at some of the greatest stars in the history of this league and how they got that way. So make sure you listen back again on Saturday for that. And jam-packed, we will have all of our reporters all over the WNBA playoffs getting you ready. It's next week, everybody. I cannot wait. So until then, I am Howard Meddahl thanking you for listening and have yourself a wonderful Thursday. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 